have seen in the past episode of how Jesus had to come and fulfill the 613 laws and then how he took us out of the equation we were supposed to be the equation and he knew you cannot we cannot keep the 613 he knew in the foreknowledge before the foundation of the world this is all going to happen in his foreknowledge he said okay come on guys you have seen I was giving you my grace but now, you didn't want it, you wanted laws, I gave you laws, you can't keep it. Now you're saying, Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you? Come rescue us. Lord, help us. You are far away from us. Lord, we can't see you. You have helped the Israelites. You have done the sea in the sea, opened the sea. You have all that you are praying. Now you realize that you can't keep the law. So, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to take you out of the equation. I'm going to be in that equation and I'm going to fulfill the law. And that's it, the unmerited, undeserving grace has been poured upon all of us. Jesus fulfilled every law. People thought, the Pharisees thought, the ordinary people are always ordinary and simple people. The people that complicate, <laughs> complicate issues are the educated ones. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the scribes in those days were very well educated and the other common people did not have the privilege to you know, be under the word of God. So they had to just listen to what Pharisees and Sadducees said. So Pharisees said, you have to tithe your spices, you have to tithe your this, you have to do the tithing like this, you have to do like this. And then they were having all kinds of nonsense going on you know, behind the scenes. And, but they were expecting something else. They were doing something else. They were expecting people to do something else. They have distorted uh, from 613. They have made thousands of rules. So people had to come and say, this is what happened, what to do. So they were taking advantage of people. And they were just showing off. Showing off to everybody like, oh, see, I am the righteousness. I am righteous. See, I've done this. I'm putting this offering. I'm doing this. I'm such a clean guy. I'm a great guy. Remember the story of the Good Samaritan? You know, Jesus was talking about so many uh, problems that were going on. And Jesus said, you know, you guys, you think you are holy? Really? Oh, no, I've not slept with anybody. I have not committed adultery. Really? What were you doing thinking about that lady and thinking about that? So, law says, unless you commit adultery, you not committed adultery. God says, Jesus says, no, 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 no. Excuse me. Stop right there. Right there. That's not what I intended. That's not what God intended. God said, let me tell you, they explain the law. So, he explains the law. He says, if you are thinking bad thoughts about a woman, you already committed adultery in your heart before you ever go out of your house to sleep with that woman or man. So, wow, what? No, no, no. This is the law. Law is perfect. Law is holy. Law was perfect. But nobody could keep it. And these Pharisees and Sadducees were thinking, Oh, okay, you know, we can do whatever, you know, blah, 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 unless you go and 
do something, then only it's adultery. Jesus said, no. You're angry with your brother? You think you've not committed murder? If you're angry with your brother, not just going and killing him before you kill, if you call someone a fool, if you call someone raka, idiot, you know, the, the amplified version talks, idiot, the lady says, you idiot. You know, <laughs> the amplified version talks about different ways. If you say someone has called them fool or an idiot, you are damned. You don't inherit the kingdom of God. Leave about killing someone. If you're angry, you cannot. And, and if you know what to do, the good that you know what to do and you don't do it, it is sin. And you know that the widow has come to put the offering. She has nothing and she is giving the offering in the offering box in the treasury. And you are here counting all the money and say, see, I'm putting offering. This is the offering. Say, no, that's not the law. You have, I mean, endless supply of money. You are giving out of your abundance. We'll see that. So Jesus made the law so impossible to keep it. People were like, oh, his teachings are so tough. We cannot uh, understand these teachings. And uh, Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh, drink my blood, <laughs> you will not have a part in my kingdom. People just said, this guy is cannibalism. This is a new cult. This is demonic. Belizebub, you know, the chief of the demons is in him. That's what people have talked about Jesus. Jesus was saying, no, guys, you want the law, the Passover lamb. This is the Passover lamb. You have to do this as wherever you meet. Jesus was talking about disciples also were bouncing back, mind boggling. Like Jesus, you know, we 12 are there and so many people left you already. And it's so embarrassing. You keep talking about all these things. And uh, we, <laughs> we, these guys come and ask us, why are you following Jesus? He's, he's just mad person. Why are you following him? Just get out of him. He's, he's got demon in him. I'm a Pharisee telling you, I know the entire 613 laws and rules and regulations. And he's talking bad, wrong, ugly, not according to the scripture. He says today scripture is fulfilled because it's him, God, come down, Messiah. What is he talking about? Jesus was saying, you want to keep the law. None of you have kept the law so far. This is law. Pluck out your eye. Cut your hand off. Sell everything. Be perfect like your heavenly father is perfect. That is law. Jesus was showing them. You understanding where I am coming? Yeah. Malachi 3, it is the Old Testament, what Jesus was talking about. It was all under the law until Jesus died on the cross. And that's where his testament, his will started implementing. And even after the death, you see, that whatever Jesus taught, Jesus said, whatever I command you, go and teach. Not one of them should miss. But Jesus, what did he do? He ministered to people. Even after his death for 40 days, he was, you know, appearing to his disciples, to different people. 
and he was talking to them and he was explaining to them everything and you see that Jesus, uh, the disciples did not talk about removing the eyes, cutting the hands off, selling everything. No, because Jesus taught them, I have come to fulfill the law and show you grace at the same time. How did he show, the, show grace? How did he not condemn people? Very simple. Everybody knows the uh, story of this uh, lady that's caught in the act of adultery. You know, the law says both of them should be put to death. When this lady was caught in the very act, that's what the Bible says, in the very act of adultery. But only one woman was running. Where is the guy who was the cause of this? And they all came to stone him. And that's where Jesus said, you know, whatever, just his finger chased everybody off. He wrote something with the finger. We don't know what it is. People say he wrote the names of all the bad guys, what all bad things they have done. The scripture doesn't support that. But let's assume that because they just dropped everything and they all left. And he says, woman, sin no more. He gifted. He also, being the perfect law keeper, God himself from heaven, adultery standing before God, he said, here, I'm not going to condemn you. Nobody has condemned you? Here, I'm not going to condemn you. He's given the gift of no condemnation. Gift of love. That's it. He was showing grace. Even though he came to fulfill law, he was fulfilling law. He showed grace. How did he show grace? He was always with adulterers, <laughs> drunkards, Pharisees, sinners. People didn't understand him. What is happening? Why is your boss always with bad people? You are supposed to be away from all these bad people. He came to fulfill the law. As he was fulfilling the law, he was also saying, I'm going to remove you from the equation and put myself and then you don't have to do anything. Just receive the gift of no condemnation. Receive the gift of grace. Uh, nothing deserving, nothing unmerited favor is going to come to you. That's what uh, Jesus talked about. He was showing grace. Grace after grace after grace to everybody that has come. Yes, he blasted the Pharisees. He blasted the Sadducees, the scribes. He said, you fellows, you put on so much of weight upon people and you have so much in your eyes, logs you have and then you have this little speck, you so much, Lord, whitewashed tombs. Stinky, stinky guys, <laughs> Jesus was talking about. Very tough with the Pharisees, Sadducees. Because they were trying to put more laws, more laws, more laws and people were miserable. So Jesus came, fulfilled the law and set the people free. And today in the church, what are we doing? If you don't do this, if you don't give tithes, tithes was the old Testament law. God told in the Bible, Malachi is a prophet 
talking about the rule 613 laws that were there one of them was tithes bring it to the storehouse that was the rule and the prophet was saying that if you don't do this the locusts are going to come locusts are going to destroy locusts are going to eat away because the the elders those days there were elders that made these rules and laws and all how how to keep the temple going how to keep the levites remember levites had no inheritance god was their inheritance but he made all the tribes to support the levites today levites basically are the pastors and the people who do the work of ministry god's work and and god said you know whatever you do bring a tenth and give it into the temple and the levites were the ones who were taking care of the temple and they were being supported by people and here the prophet malachi says you are robbing god and you are saying how did we rob god no we did not rob god yes they have robbed god because that's where he's saying you know by by not giving your tithes and offerings you have withheld the tithes and offerings malachi 3 verse 8 and onwards you are cursed with a curse if you are under the dispensation of law if you are following the 613 laws okay one of them is you have to every year kill a cow or a lamb or a sheep you have to shed blood are you doing are you doing that you have not kept the law we are not under the law brothers and sisters what we are teaching is mixture hot and cold hot and cold hot and cold that's what is happening in the churches what did jesus say in revelation 3 he's going to out of his mouth he said either you follow the law either you follow grace don't mix it i hate mixtures that's what god said and here in the today's generation today's people are teaching the old testament laws Yes, in the Old Testament, there are principles, there are morals, there are a lot of things that we can learn from there. But you cannot put those heavy burdens upon people. As, as we keep going forward, I will keep telling you how we are burdening people and how we are not under the law of tithing too. Okay, not the 612 leave except the tithing 613. You know, we'll follow 600, uh, we will get off see, with 612. We'll only follow one 613, that is a tithing rule. No, it does not work. You cannot follow one. And then you say you, you, you are under grace, the redemptive work of Jesus. You cannot, it does not work like that. Those laws, those are obsolete, expired. It is uh, done with, you know, when the things that are obsolete. The, the cell phones, remember the cell phone, the first cell phones that came, they become obsolete. The Nokia, big one with a uh, antenna, it does not work now. It's gone, we've thrown out of the wind.
and uh, the cassettes remember the small cassettes that tape they're obsolete you don't find them people don't make them people don't sell them maybe they are selling in different countries but not in in our place in different countries developed countries cds have come pen drives have come memory cards have come yeah you remember the big big <laughs> computers in the initial days guys now it's just thin ipads you know thin phones and uh, i've seen some ads you know some roll ups like a computer it's just rolled rolled up you can just carry it wherever you want the old things obsolete it it does not work now you cannot say i will not follow 612 this one is very important because i want the event to be opened and the whole room to be full and overflow and then i want to do this no it's not going to work i'm going to give you a better much better than the law i'm <laughs> i'm going to give it to you every sunday you are cursed with a curse for you are robbing me this whole nation is robbing me the whole church is robbing me your father robbed your mother robbed your children are robbed that is why you are in the curse that is why you are like this that is why you are like that and all that passionately you keep talking about it. bring it bring it bring the thighs bring the thighs bring the thighs and everybody is like you make them so emotionally crazy guys and you know, bring all the tents and bring it to the storehouse this is the storehouse this is the storehouse what's happened in the storehouse police have raided a lot of people because they found so much you are giving it to the storehouse and these guys you know whoever are just swindling money and now you have so many court cases criminal cases so many things that are happening law 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 brothers yes you need to give to god yes we have to give tithes not the old testament like the old testament ways god removed you from the equation bishop then how is god going to open the windows of heaven and pour out for your great blessing until there's no room to receive it i'll rebuke the devourer bishop how is this going to happen the plagues and you know for your sake i'll Uh, I'll destroy and multiply and this and that. How is this going to happen, Bishop? Because of the grace of God, that is going to happen. The love of Jesus, the grace that we have seen. Remember, let's go to Genesis chapter fourteen. We will see in Genesis chapter fourteen how the tides how god's grace has been multiplying in all over the place from the beginning the law came only at the time of moses but how did father abraham give the tenth how did he give who told him to give tenth god never we don't see it mentioned anywhere verse 17 genesis chapter 14 verse 17 then after abraham returned from the defeat you know this was a war that was going on uh, and he went to the war and then the king who were with him the king of sodom and went out to meet him in the valley and they all helped these kings all helped them and then verse 18 melchizedek 
king of Salem, ancient Jerusalem, brought out bread and wine for them. He was the priest of God Most High. And Melchizedek blessed Abraham and said, Blessed! Wow! Joyful, favored be Abraham by God Most High, creator and possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed, hallelujah, praise and glorified be Most High, who has given your enemies into your hands. And Abraham gave him a tenth of all the treasure he had taken in battle. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and keep the goods, the spoils of the battle for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand and sown a oath to the Lord Most High the creator and possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take anything that is yours for a thread to a saddle strap. So you could say, I, king of Sodom, have made Abraham rich. I will take nothing except what my young men have eaten and the share of the spoils belonging to the men, my allies who went with me. And that's where we see how Melchizedek has come into the picture. Who is this Melchizedek? What is happening with Melchizedek? What is going on with Melchizedek? Melchizedek meets here and then he brings out the bread and wine. Who told Melchizedek to get bread and wine? Melchizedek. He was the priest of the Most High God. And uh, Abraham, he just said that I have depended on the Most High God and God gave me favor. Remember that Abraham, where he was living, it was not his place. He has left his place and he came. He came and uh, he is dwelling in a different land. He was dwelling in a place that was not his own. And he goes there, he goes to the war and brings back all his people. And then he's like, wow, how did I do this? You know, there are locals and non-locals. When a non-local come into a place, they don't have much hold. They have to depend on someone. They have to be you know, doing all kinds of things to be acceptable in that society. So here Abraham comes from a different location and then he is trying to settle here. God sent him and then bad things happen. He goes to war and he says, wow, what happened? How did I win? People, the other kings basically joined Abraham in the battle and then came back. And Abraham says, no. It is not you. It is not all your people. It is not whatever we did. I don't know how I won the battle. It is the most high God. After the battle, who is meeting Abraham? The priest, Melchizedek, the priest of the most 
Hi, God. We will see who this Melchizedek is. How well do we know Jesus? Jesus is priesthood. Jesus is compared to Melchizedek in Hebrews. In the next episode, I will tell you more about Melchizedek and the priesthood of Jesus and what is happening. So brothers and sisters, the law, God took you out of the equation. He put himself there, fulfilled the law. And then he said, you come receive my grace. And then we are looking. There is no law for Abraham. There was no law for anybody. Abraham did not know what to do, how to do. But he comes face to face with Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High God. Melchizedek takes the bread and the wine. Remember Jesus? Can you remember that? That night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it and gave thanks and said, this is my body. Remember that? And then wine, drink in remembrance of me. That's what is happening. The sh shadows, the types, images. Melchizedek, the priest, the most high God, coming to Abraham with bread and wine. What was going to happen? That's what is showing here. And Abraham comes to him and he says, God be the glory. I don't know how I won the battle. I don't know what all anybody did. But the only thing I know, I'm in an alien land. And God has blessed me with victory. My people have come back. And it is not my might, nor by power. It is only by his spirit. And here I come, Lord. Thank you so much. That was why Abraham came. Nobody told him. There was no law. Brothers, sisters, Jesus is asking, come to me. Come, I will give you blessing. I will help you. I will make you successful. I will give you victory. I will give you prosperity. I will give you everything. I will deliver you from every evil trouble. Come to me. Like Abraham came to the priest, the most high God. I am in that priesthood. Come to me. I will deliver you. I will help you. I will give you strength. I will, I have given my body. I have given my blood, the bread and the wine that you take every Sunday. I have given that for you. That is going to help you. We will see more in the next episode. God bless you and make sure that you keep listening to the uh, Grace series because that and this are both tied up together. You know, you have to listen to that. Otherwise, you will not understand the dispensation of law and the dispensation of grace that we are in. I'm waiting to hear from you. Write to me and uh, we will pray for you. God bless you.